Welcome to Roeville Uniting Church and the reflection of the day from the Reverend Trevor Bassett. Trevor is currently on leave, so today's reflection comes from our archives and was recorded on the 10th of July, 2016. Well, there's a theory about this reading, and I, I, I kind of like it. So the theory goes this parable is so good that one ought not preach on it. So I could just sit down right now. But I'm a minister and I couldn't help myself. So I'm going to have a few things to say. Um, so so the, I want to start what I've got to say, because this story gives from so many, in so many ways. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I've found an angle that's a bit, a bit unique. But um, I want to ask a question. Are you a giver or a receiver? That's a rhetorical question. I don't expect answers. Are you a giver or a receiver? Just keep that question in your mind. Our reading from Luke is a story about loving God and loving our neighbour. It also asks the question, who is my neighbour? So let's imagine the scene again, the story that's happened now. Because, because I want us to really imagine this, I've, I've asked Lynn to help me. So we're not going to go through the whole thing. She's been bashed. We won't strip her. Uh, but, but in the story, you know, the, 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 the person was bashed and stripped and left half dead. She's been left half dead. And two people have already walked by, a priest and a Levite, and they stayed on the other side of the road. And a Samaritan comes along. Oh, my goodness. You're not coughing blood, are you? <laughs> Do I need rubber gloves? Oh, look, let me help you. Oh, oh, you look look dreadful. Are you okay? Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I've been here for so long. Oh, look, let's oh. just come and come and sit down, and, and I'll, oh, I'll put you on my donkey, and I'll, oh. you you look. Oh, here, this is my donkey. Oh, just and, and I'll take you to get help. You're very kind. Thank I, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so that, that's you know that's pretty much how the story in my mind plays out. Take, take two, because there, there could have been another scenario. So here she is, bashed again, left half dead. The two people have passed by on the other side, and along comes a Samaritan. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, are you okay? Can I, can I help you? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. You're half dead and half naked. Let me help you. Really, I'm sure I'll be fine. Things are around for me. No, look there. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. Let me help you up. <laughs> you know, that second scenario seems pretty silly, doesn't it? It, it seems pretty silly. I, I, if, now, if a person is bashed, stripped, left half dead on the road and someone comes along to help them, wouldn't you be saying, yes, call an ambulance, do something, help me? You would accept the help. But, you know, I have noticed... I have noticed that people do not always want help, even when they need help. Yes. 
You know, that's, that's, no, that's kind of what happened. And if Lynn had thought about coming back with chocolate, I'm sure she would have said it. Um, you know, it's an interesting society that we live in. There, there is a group who will accept anything. And in fact, they will go and impose themselves on, on, on agencies and others and sometimes even demand assistance that actually can't be given. And then you have this other group of people who simply would, for a whole lot of reasons, would never, never ask for assistance, even though they are in a really dire situation. The floods in Gippsland this week reminded me of this. In 2007, when I was living in Lakes Entrance, there was a really severe flood, much more severe than we have seen in, in the last week. And Lakes Entrance was really badly flooded. That, that was Lakes Entrance in 2007. And see the, the water in the streets? I, I spent a lot of evenings with gumboots just tall enough, but sometimes not quite, and I hate that, uh, walking around in the floodwaters, visiting people. It was a really demoralising flood because, in large part, it was tidal. So the tide would go out and the floodwaters would reduce and, then, and people would think, ah, oh, our house has got no water in it. And then that night it would come in again and their house would fill up. And so they kept on getting flooded over and over again until the floodwaters themselves dissipated into Bass Strait. And it was really demoralising and their houses stunk. Like I could not believe the smell in some of the houses that I went into. So here I was, we had this relief money and, and I had it in my pocket. <laughs> and the idea with the money that I had been given was to, when I was going around to these people and, and checking in with them, if, if I really discovered someone who I was thought was really struggling, was I just gave them some money and said, this, buy yourself tea with this tonight. Just, just go and, and you know, get out of your stinking house. Go, go and buy something for your dinner. Um, it wasn't meant to solve any of their problems. Uh, it was really only meant to be offering a kind of, a bit of moral support, a bit of the idea that people are with you and, and this is only a little token thing, but, but maybe that might just make you feel a bit better tonight. And, um, you know, all of a sudden, the second scenario that we just played out of the Good Samaritan started happening to me. And people would say to me, oh, no, I, I don't need that. You know, give it to someone who's worse off than I am. And I was standing, it was in one of those houses in the picture, and I was standing in, and the water was actually about this deep in the house, even though the house was about this, this far raised from the, the ground. And they're saying, no, no, there are people worse than us. And I'm thinking, no, this is the house for me that, uh, that is easily in the worst shape and your situation. I haven't found anyone worse off. And they didn't want to take that little bit of assistance, as little and as tokenistic as it was, they didn't want to take it. And it took me a while, but I eventually convinced them. Seems ridiculous, doesn't it? I've pondered why this is so. Why it is that people in such a situation might have resisted the offer of help or moral support. I wondered, 
I wondered if they were misunderstanding the offer of help as pity. And I wonder whether that could be true for more of us than we would care to admit. I wonder whether pity is when we maybe look down on somebody. And yes, we might be offering something, but we're doing it in a way that's looking down on them and saying, well, you're really a bit of a loser, aren't you? But here, use this. And, and I wonder whether sometimes we can accidentally find ourselves a little bit in that way. Jesus is really clear in the parable of the Good Samaritan, I think, that caring for our neighbour is the second most important thing that we will ever do. The most important thing is to love God, to love God with all that we are, with heart, soul, body, mind, to completely love God. That's the most important thing, says Jesus. The second most important thing, surely, if we are able to put that into place, will flow naturally, the loving of neighbour. But what does it mean if our neighbour rejects our offer of help? Has that ever happened to you? It's a really strange feeling. I've discovered over time that people, by and large, prefer to be the ones offering help than the ones receiving it. You know, maybe it's more than just we don't want to be in that situation. Maybe it is that we just don't want to be... We, we would much rather be the offerer than the receiver. Is offerer a word? I don't know. I'm inclined to, to think that today receiving care, receiving care, might be just as important as the offering of it. To accept hospitality might be just as important as offering hospitality. I don't often think about that, that that might be as important as giving. I only think really about what are we going to do to help somebody in need. I don't often think that if I was in need, would I be willing to accept help? Loving God with all our heart, soul, mind and body does not make us superior to anybody. It does not lead us to offer love and care from some higher place. It leads us to a service that is both for God in the community and also an expression of our faith. So I come back to my question at the beginning. Are you a giver or are you a receiver? Wow, that's circled. The answer is, surely, that we need to be both. We, be, we need to be givers. We need to be receivers. So I ask you, are you good at being cared for? I confess I'm not so good at it. And yet I do expect others to accept what I offer. The Good Samaritan, I think, is a story about the giving and receiving of care. And mostly we focus on the giving part. But today I just wanted to ask us to think about the receiving. Make sure you are ready to receive should you ever need to. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Reflection of the Day from the Reverend Trevor Bassett at Roval United Church.
Roval is a suburb of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. We look forward to welcoming you back to another Reflection of the Day soon. You are always welcome at our weekly worship services held at 10am each Sunday.